Now I'm politicking with the homie poet, Poe Politicking. Self-help meets hip-hop. That's fucking beautiful. What up, Poe? What up, DJ Period? Just two black brothers. I see y'all out there doing what y'all do, preserving the hip-hop culture and introducing the future stars. Keep shining, kings. Real and recognize real. Love is love. Salute. Yeah. PoePolitikin.com Hey, look, look, man. It's your boy, City P. And I'm in a building right now, Pope Politic. You know what I'm saying? It's Politic up. Politicking.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, type in Pole Politic and listen to some of our interviews to 2008. One, two, one, two, and play three with City P. How you doing, bro? Hey, man. Feeling great, man. Feeling great. Getting haircut. Big coach right now, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you House calls for the player. So where you, where, you, where you from? Filmo, man. Filmo, San Francisco. We call it Frisco, though. Did it feel more uh, like where the famous pimp from? Feel more slim? Definitely. Definitely. That's, uh, more slim. that's us. <laughs> that's us for sure. You know what I'm saying? So why you go by CDP? What that P stand for? <laughs> There's a it's a skit out that I did a few years ago that I make fun of that, but the P is actually uh, for pastry projects. Um, that's where my brother was killed when he was 17, a little bit before his uh, senior prom. Uh, he had a promising, um, he had just committed to Humboldt State to play football. Um, and he was pretty dope at the with the rapping too. So um, I took the name on and I also went and made good on that scholarship. I went up to Humboldt State and played uh, and gave him a season and played it out and represented for my brother. So. That's what the the P is for Page Street, but it's because my brother was killed there. What what position you played? Played fullback, man. Played fullback in college, DN a little bit after, but yeah, was in there, you know what I'm saying? Cremating people, taking a soul. That's kind of like the uh, last of a dying breed. When last time you heard about a good fullback? 
They don't even talk about quarterbacks uh, like that. The no Niners more. got one. Juice Shed. The Juice. He pretty dope. Oh, you like the Niners? Hey, uh, you know what? Keep it solid with you. Uh, I don't keep up no more. After the Kaepernick stuff, man, I haven't really watched. I've been boycotting uh, for the past, like, three years. Yeah. Okay. Real talk, man. I can't uh, I can't get over it, and I can't let him get a pass. So, And everybody know how much I love football, so it's a – I must be really offended. Mm. Were you offended? Um, I just don't think that um, I don't think that keeping somebody out of a job for their stance on something that has no place in the game or has nothing to do with the game, I don't think that's even American for real. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's people on the other side of that. That need to turn the mirror on itself for real. And I just can't get with it. So, you know, I'm over it. Don't know um entertainment come before my uh my morals. Feel me? Did you see how the uh basketball players they boycotted for a couple days? Um I appreciated it because they don't necessarily have that problem for real. Hmm. Like um I came up in the college system, I told you to play for Humboldt State, also played in um also played at a HBCU down in Georgia, uh, Fort Valley State. And, bro, just the, the way that the system goes, bro, it make, it'll turn a sport you really love into, like, just, it feel like a, a slave auction for real sometimes. And it's not, you know, I just can't get down. I already didn't watch, um, I already didn't watch college for real just because of how the, how the players are cattle. Uh-huh. But now I can't get down with the NFL because at least them, you know what I'm saying, like the best man got to play and they don't care if you're a murderer or a rapist or whoever. Like if you can ball, you in there and they going, the owner ain't tripping. But because my man took a stance, it's like, all right, so this is cool, but this ain't, I can't get down. Yeah, I don't like the uh, the combine always made me feel a certain kind of way. Cause I'm just oh, like, what's the point of that when y'all got all this damn film y'all can look at? So it's like they should like even um I like old boy man. That's what I like. I like the balls, even though they try to talk shit about him. Cause uh-huh. the dude, he just he quit doing all them tryouts. He, he cause they can watch the film. Like what? Yeah, like, like they should go, just go to the film. They should make you like you got all that film college just like free ball anyway. Then you got to sit there and do the, the combines. I don't know. So now I got an interview. I've been interviewing this whole time for the F. Yeah. And interning, basically. Now you got to run, run, jump, jump. <laughs> You feel me? I mean, and that's – it's America, right? And it's, like, just one of them things, bro. I I, I have a – I feel like I got a unique take on um, just uh, America and how the, the, the foundation of it. So – I don't take none of it personal because I don't really uh, buy into it. You know what I mean? We just, we in this system and the way it's constructed, you either going to survive or not. All right, I'll say, um, give me your earliest memories of music. Man, um, I was seven when I wrote my first song. Um, By the time I was 12, I had uh, like uh, I was a do boy, like I was a gopher at a um at Bayview Studios, which was actually in Filmo. Bayview is a different um neighborhood in San Francisco, but um Bayview Studios just so happened to be in Filmo, and 
by by luck and happenstance, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was able to give me a little internship, basically just, you know what I'm saying, running around, being a runner for, for the studio. So I was in on some pretty, like, epic sessions, like uh, uh, Rapping Fote, RBO Posse, like classic albums from San Francisco. I got to be a fly on the wall and, uh, and absorb all of that game, man. And it was, it's a, it, we talking gold near it, too, like, for your listeners. So um, we talking, like, early 90s, mid-90s then to all the way to the late 90s um where it's just big acts coming through and these dudes you liable to see them on mtv and then they just around the corner or in the studio you know what i mean so um those are my earliest memories man just being a waking up to what hip-hop was and how the scene was locally and where i'm from was, was pretty dope it's like not knowing you got the president around the corner or something like that, living in Washington, D.C. <laughs> feel me? Like, it was just, it's right there where it's happening at, where everybody's seeing it. It's happening right, you know what I'm saying, in my, around the corner from the house for real. What's a gopher? A, a go for. Oh, like, go for this. Go get that. Go for oh, it. I thought go you were talking about, like, a gopher. I was like, oh, they call that, that's what they call it, but I... <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Like, it's... You know what I'm saying? That, that's what they call me, a little go for like, go, go for this, go for that, go get, like, one time, um, a, uh, <coughs> a pillar in a rap game, his name is Fly Mar. He, uh, one time, they ran out of toilet paper when he was in there. <laughs> I had to go grab it. Like, I had to run to the store, and I had to make sure I, I got there quick. But it was, like, stuff like that. Uh, the stores around would let me buy liquor, buy cigarettes, all of that. So, you know what I'm saying? I could go do whatever. That's what my um I was paying dues like real early, real early, like preteen. So so is that how how you got into get like how did you transition to from that to an artist? Um originally I just wanted to be a mogul. I wanted to be like Master P or Jermaine Dupree, something like that. Um, but everybody didn't have my ambition around me, so I just started applying it to myself to see if it could be done. And um, just a lot of the game that I had or I seen or witnessed when I was uh, right on the coach. Um, a lot of the game, I just applied it once I became old enough to, you know, stabilize and pay for studio time and actually get, like, buy the beats and have producers. And you know what I mean? Like, this was at a time where um, it's a little bit before Pro Tools was popping off. In, a, in a accessible to everybody. So, you know, you had to go through it and get it done a different kind of way growing up. Mm, you know that bird. <laughs> I mean, he cut you good then. If it burns, oh, you, know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's the best hands in the city for sure. But, um, yeah, so just when I got, when I, when I came of age, and stabilized my life or whatever because I had been bouncing around in, in California from this place to that. And once I figured it out that I could, you know what I'm saying, plant my feet, I just jumped in the studio and got it going. Like, as soon as I could, I did. You know what I mean? So I was, I was reading, uh, you, seen, you said songwriter. Yeah. That's what I do. Song? Yeah, how you get into that over? Um just really just realizing the that there was a title for it you know what i'm saying like uh 
I would do songs with artists like my whole career where you get like a singer to come in and you tell them what to sing and how to sing it. And, you know what I'm saying? You damn near get the notes for them and everything and they just come in and sing. I didn't realize that that made me a songwriter. It also makes me a producer. But, um, you know, in, the, in, the, in this day and age, like there's no, uh, man, the songwriting just kind of, I just picked up on it. Well, it's not that I picked up on it. I just realized what it was and started focusing on that part of it. Um, as a songwriter, you when you're rapping and you want hooks and you want singing hooks, um, people don't always give them to you or try to charge you an arm and a leg. You know, so a lot of the times it would be like cost efficient for me to just have singers that I knew come in and do it for me um, and just do what I asked them for instead of having a, a a signed singer come in and, you know, write and take time and stuff like that. I already had it ready for him. Um, and I didn't realize that that made me a songwriter and a producer. So um, once I realized what that was and what the and what the actual definition of what a songwriter was and what it could get paid, I, you know, naturally we started doing it because you can't rap forever. It's a young man game. Yeah, let's say, let's say, so do you rap or you sing? Or what else, like, far as when you make the music? Uh, when I make now, music. Because everybody, they mixing it up, man. So I don't even know how I be, I don't know. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm, uh, I'm a tweener right now. I'm in between, you know. Um, but it's not like, I, I guess that would just be the new definition, right? Because Ja Rule was doing it back when I was coming in. Mm. Um, T.I. does it a little bit. 50 does it. Um, Nelly did it, like all of these kinds of um, rappers that I would call myself, what I, that I would liken myself to, um, they all did it. So, um, you gotta be next to L. You know what? Truth be told, man, I do want to be like the from my section. I do want to be the number one love rap nigga. I do want to <laughs> be that dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting in shape right now. You know what I'm saying? You can check me out on Instagram. I'm getting in shape right now. My shirt off next year. <laughs> I would say, uh, so how, how would you describe your, uh, well, first of all, that, talk about your influences. Who, so who's your influences? You was kind of talking about them a little bit. Um, well, as far as like, uh, they're, they're far and wide, right? But when I'm writing songs and I'm trying to, um, you know, just create the hottest material, um, I would say like Jermaine Dupri, um, OG Crazy Bone, uh, Warren G., uh, juvenile, San Quinn. It's it's like kind of all over the place, but I take little bits and pieces from everybody. But really, I've been in the game so long, bro. Um, it's all reference. You know what I'm saying? We can pull from it all. I had I interviewed San Quinn back in the day. Big Quinn. Uh, I got a couple songs with him. He was on my very first single. Um, it's called We Eating. Put out like 10 years ago. Remember that? <laughs> we, um... Quinn is a legend, like the number one, the be all, end all, San Francisco. If you want to know about me and my life and how I grew up, and you can't get to me, then you know what I'm saying. Take Quinn word for it. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the dude, the number one, the almighty. Like that's him. You know what I mean? Then not nobody say nothing crazy about San Quinn, and I hear it. Remember that OG uh, Living Color, <laughs> <laughs> Living Color skit. So how would you how would you describe your process when you're making music? Um, 
a lot of what you smoking on right now. Uh, but we start there, man, and just wait for stimulation to come at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, uh, different times call for different things and, and bring in different like emotions or whatever to, um, to put out. But most of the time it's like, it's work now. So I got to sit down and let the beats play and, you know what I'm saying? Catch that wave and then keep it going. But usually it's the melody that comes first for me. And I just focus on that and let that take me where it goes. You know, um, try not to make it too, uh, try to overthink it. There's so much more to think about, like, after the music is is recorded. You know what I'm saying? Like, the industry itself is, like, a lot to just think about in its, in its own thing. So the one thing that stays pure is the music and the process on that. So we try to keep it unclouded, natural. How long have you been growing your hair for it? Bruh, it's been like 15 years. Mm. Like 15, man. So what you think about you know, who's getting um, lace on shit? I saw I that shit. I was like, wow. I didn't know that 2020, listen, listen, 2020, I'll put it to you like this. My mom just got a procedure, right? My niggas are hollering at my mom, and they don't know it's my mom. So, if listen, bro, if you wanna if you wanna get a fro tomorrow, if you want cornrows, I'm with it. I just wouldn't do it, but I'm with it. If you wanna do it the way these the way that everybody else, I'm sick of the double standard. Um, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? You wanna enhance yourself, big man? You know what I'm saying? Do your thing, man. You wanna get lock extensions? I saw him doing with the beards too. Now they doing with the beards too. Yep. A full lace front? Yep. Damn, man. I, I I had to get to Beijing a couple times when I was trying to get my guy high like yours. Yeah. I just said, forget it, man, and gave up the ghost, man. Give me these, you know what I'm saying? Give me this handlebar real quick. Where's yeah, the- I mean, I don't know, Kyle. I was just asking you because, like you said, 15 years, I think it kind of like, uh, and I had some braids back. I'm bald now, but I had some. And yeah. It kind of like me more when you grow them yourself and shit. Like, you can't just, I'm like, damn, people just doing that shit now? That's crazy. You know, I mean, people are doing, like, even worse. Huh. Like, calf implants. It's all kind of crazy stuff in the world. Like, our glasses are an enhancement, really, because we, we can't see. Huh. Like, our vision is gone, and we are enhancing our vision now. Like, it's gone, though. You feel me? Like, all of, that's all of it is, man. Everybody's trying to be happy. Now, if you get home and then niggas start, <laughs> get caffeine. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, one day you gonna get the girl, but she, one day you gotta take that shit off, and she gonna look crazy as hell. That shit gonna be over the day you take that shit off. That's their problem. Huh. That's their problem. I think people. I think there's a lot more people nowadays that are. Uh, that are willing to deal with it at that point. I mean, the way we came up, it was like, man, that's why you didn't keep up the front. That's why you didn't lie, because somebody gonna check. Nowadays, it's like, you doing? whatever. <laughs> say it one more, big bro. No, I said they just say, just keep doing it. Just keep up the lie, huh? Man, until, fake it until you make it. Hmm. Like, and it's worked too many times publicly for people to, to go back now. So it's like, all right, man, the tidal wave is is, is happening now. I mean, you're going to be able to get 
fake everything in a minute. You you gonna end up being able to go out and not be you, like oh. you already being able to go out and be, have a mask on. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna get like these masks are gonna watch. So I don't want to say it. Too, I don't want to say too much because they might just really think I'm crazy for real all the way. But <laughs> what you what you working on? What's your current project right now? Oh man, I got two out right now, and I'm working on two more. Well, they're ready, but since COVID hit, it's just giving me a lot of time to like uh, polish everything up and reload. But um, man, we got uh, Heartthrob, and then we got Smoke Ride Vibe. So um, both of these are like uh, conceptual, like kind of intertwining worlds. Like imagine like uh, Ant Man and Spider Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? They connected. You know what I'm saying? They're on the same plane in the same universe, but you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit fictional. You know what I mean? Um, Heartthrob is about uh, uh, basically about a well-intended fuckboy. And then Smoke Ride Vibe is about uh, a, a player going throughout his day. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he he enjoys. Smoking and riding. Is that a well-intended fuckboy? Well-intended fuckboy is heartthrob. So it's all, love songs. <laughs> I get into it funny. So um, it's really just about um, it's love songs about uh, a cat that's really just you know what I'm saying, like uh, trying to do right, but then you know what I'm saying, like just keep doing nigga shit, like just keep doing the fuckboy shit that he don't even understand that he's doing and as he becomes aware he just realizes like what's what's most important right um personally like uh it's been tough since i had a kid to date right and to be on my rap shit because i'm like not i'm not the most popular but people know me enough to where that's the first thing that a female would throw up in my face like oh you got all these bitches you heartthrob this or you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a little nickname that came up, but um, I figured I'd throw it back on people, like, because that's what they, it ends up being like, they just try to use me for, you know what I'm saying? And they don't really give a damn about me because that's how they think I'm coming at them. So, you know, uh, the cover is me as a little figurine in a, in a, in a box. Um, and if you, if you really look at it, it's like a, it's me as a sex toy. Cause that's how they treat me. That's the box I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like uh, as a concept, you know, just um, trying to get out of that box. And then, you know what I'm saying? Smoke Ride Vibe, the, the album across the street basically is more so uh, what it really is. Like um, it shows, the cover shows me in the box still, but I'm just smoking and I'm by myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just what I end up doing. So it's like what people think of me and how people should see me because this is how I see myself. Like, and I would say, what? so what artists you think influenced you the most? Um, for Heartthrob, it was um, Tory Lanez with Chicks Tape 5. A lot of them vibes on there. LL, like you uh, said a little bit earlier. Um, Fabulous for this one. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get the little, the, 
the jams in, you know what I'm saying, with the R&B hooks and the, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, we rapping as gangster, but it's still like, I'm, you know, we opening up a little bit. We not completely hard on, hard on a bitch for real. You know what I'm saying? I ain't on my peace shit all the way like that. But on Smoke Ride Vibe, that's where, um, you know, that's more influenced by like Larry June. Um, we'll say Larry June, I'll say myself, like some previous projects. It's more true to me, but also with that stoner vibe. So like Wiz Khalifa, um, Cushion OJ, um, it's kind of formatted in that way. Okay. Then, so when you dropping those? Are those out? are out right now, man. Those are out. Check them out right now. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, um, all the major platforms. Definitely. Uh, so how the feedback? Yeah. Like which one? I know it's, it's like two different projects. So what's the feedback on the, the two? Well, I just people think I do too much. So you know what I'm saying. Uh, the the listens are both. Um, it would be a full length album if I put them both together, right? But people's attention spans are a little bit different. So what I have is um, they're both like 20, 24 minute listens. Um, and people are pretty much like them. They either, most people lean towards one or the other and it just depends on where you at and what mood you in. But um, Heartthrob is getting the most, uh, getting the most pub because it's one of the first singles and first videos, 501s. And that's the thing going crazy right now. Yeah, um, has COVID affected you any, like your career? Um, I'll say negatively and positively. So um, both of these projects are supposed to come out much earlier. Um, like I want to say like before lockdown, they're supposed to come out. Um, and then things just started changing weird. So, you know, uh, once I figured out how the money was coming in and how to, you know what I'm saying, stabilize my life in that way, then we went straight to getting back into the lab and getting back to it and retweaking things. But um, slowing down, man, is giving me a chance to like actually uh, get on my business a lot more and pay attention to the product and um, making sure that I got the best thing out there. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of rappers in the Bay, right? It's a whole bunch out here where I'm at. And to cut through, um, when I first jumped in the game and got on scene, uh, the presentation was ahead of the curve, right? And I think over time, maybe I've been resting on my laurels a little bit. So, you know, uh, COVID gave me some time to like figure out what I'm, what I'm pushing to people and if it's really that dope or if it could be doper. And the answer is it could be doper. So, you know, that's what we own. But how can you make it doper? Um, I mean, just by paying attention to the creative part of it. You know, like, um, like I said, a lot of these things that I was ahead of the curve on, I think people have caught up to. Um, my merch has always been uh, like a standout thing. Uh, my visuals have always been kind of standout. But now everybody's like kind of catching up and figuring out what that formula is. So I need to go back to seeing what's the next thing around the corner. 
Um, and I think that's like uh, making each song a world of its own and extending the life of every song and having that have a campaign, um, which is what's happening now. I'm saying, is that, was that, is that your jacket? Oh, man, nah. That shit this cold is my, Yeah, I like that. Conceited animal, man. So this is a... Uh, this is my cousin's line. Um, he has a storefront out in uh, San Leandro, California. Um, it's called uh, Innovative Behaviors in a Bayfair Mall. Um, dope clothing, but also um, me and my cousins are some of the people who, like, we make half of the merch for the street brands out in the Bay Area, mm. by my estimation, like, about half. Like everybody with a street brand that's really pumping and got longevity, they came and started with us. I was so. thinking like you, you team Tory. You team Tory Lanez earlier. Nah. Team Megan. Nah. Team you on. nah. I got five sisters. I got five sisters. I can't condone. Um, it's just not like the, I don't know, man, bro. I'm old school like that. I I can't. I don't even like, I don't like raising my voice at a woman because you, you just can't win. Like it's a, it's a different, it's a different code. So um, to let something get that far is, it's unacceptable. There ain't no, there's no way. There's no way. And I don't, there's no circumstances. I can't see it. Yeah, what's what's going on in that uh that five thousand ones video you got going on? You in the tub, all naked and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, bro. I'm in the gym. I'm trying to bring my bring sexy back now. Um, uh, speaking of worlds, right? So five hundred ones is about uh, and heartthrob is basically about being caught off guard by a stripper. You know what I'm saying? Who does that? Especially nobody where I'm from because I'm from Fillmore, right? So it's all the way against the code, but just the idea of it. Um, having a woman like uh, throw you so far off that you're ready to cross game even though you know better. Like yeah, that I'm, like, I'm like, damn, he talking about that you gonna get her $500? <laughs> like, oh, bro, you got it. I was tripping off. I was like, damn. So I went to school. Um, I went to like I was telling you, I went to an HBCU. So I went to school at um at Fort Valley State, which is like two hours away from Atlanta, right? Mm -hmm. So you catch a Greyhound up from Fort Valley, like on the weekend, catch a Greyhound up. My partners would pick me up from the Greyhound station and we doing what we do, you know what I'm saying? And I'm bringing California to them basically, right? If you understand what I'm saying. But by the time California gets there, the Greyhound station is literally across the street from Magic City. Mm. so I'm just jumping off the Greyhound and that's where we meeting up at and trying to get in the music game at this point in time when I'm in college we talking if I set the stage we talking 2005 so that's the BMF days so Jeezy and Blue Da Vinci and Gucci and all of these cats is running up and down the city and that's how they getting down and that's how they cutting through so we gotta play the game too and we you know we getting down we getting busy so 501s is like a shout out to the dancers and a shout out to the DJs because the more money you spend, the more live the party is. The more live the party is, 
the more people remember your song. And that's the philosophy out there. And it's kind of just paying that back to them because they showed me love when I was out there. The strip culture out here showed me big love too, the after hour scene. So, um, you know, you got to message your people. 501s is like, it's a figure of speech, but it's like, I do got to do that when I go in. Like, I can't be a liar. So, <laughs> so I am committed at least to one person. And, and you know what I'm saying? So I just got to make that my my song now. Like, that's the challenge. Who going to get the 500? Then who, who was the model in the video? Her name is Stormy. So I named the song after her. We was, um, we was kicking it one night when I came up with the idea. So, you know, we just ran with it. She likes another song um, that's on Smoke Ride Vibe, which is called The Team. And I was playing it for her. We was, you know what I'm saying? We kicking it how we do. And then, um, like, just the kinetic uh, idea came up to where, you know, um, we do a double video. Um, so the next video is called The Team. And we, I did it with her because she just really liked the song. And we ended up shooting 500 ones there. So it was like, it's all connecting and it's all, uh, mm-hmm. it's all dope. She raw though. She, I think she in Detroit right now. And then uh, I would say you, you were saying you've been in the game for a while. So who's some of the artists you worked with so far? Oh man. Uh, okay. I've worked with San Quinn, Irk the Jerk, um, Lil J from Crime Mob and, uh, and Princess from Crime Mob. Um, I've worked with Cheech, man, Rapping Fote. I've worked with, oh, man. It's been a minute. Uh, Jay Da Vinci, Roach Giggs, um, Lil' Kayla, um, Zay Bang, Swerby Bands, uh, so many people, Neo the Gift, uh, a whole bunch of factors out here. Um, too many to name actually, but you know, I I I, I handle my business out here. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Fab is like the most recent, like big name. Mr. Fab and Love Rants. You be working with a lot of new artists. Um, a lot of new artists will be working with me here. Uh, so right now I'm in the midst of um building out uh Kingpin Academy. So, you know, artists that um, that need a little bit more attention paid to them, that need a little bit of a kickstart with uh, with creativity, come holla at me, you know what I'm saying? And we, we can get busy. I'm uh, directing a video, actually, for my bro Caesar uh, this weekend, you know? So just in all fronts, whatever you need that's creative, man, people are coming to holla at me. So, you know, that's pretty dope right there. Songwriting, videos content i got you now what do you love the most about music um i just love that it speaks to everybody like it's one of the things that makes us all family for real um it's something that we can all talk about and have in common you know what i mean you never know what kind of people the what people like or why it's interesting you know, I think that's it. Then you, uh, what's your, what you say your, your top goals for the rest of the year are? My top goals for the rest of the year, um, 
in music. Uh, I want to finish building out my studio and I want to I want to finish off the year strong with probably another project. So that's a that's a lofty one, but I think I can get that one done for sure. And what's your interest outside of music? Oh man, just being a being a good dad. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got a three year old. I'm the oldest of eight kids all together. Big big in a family. So just um, being a good dad and being a good father figure. Um, So that's what I'm pouring into outside of music. That and uh, I guess building out content for people. I guess we can call that outside of music too. But um, being a creative outlet for people. And what advice would you give to new artists as far as building our content? Um, The advice that I would give an artist that's new coming in is um, to do your research. Like, immerse yourself in a game before you just jump in and make a decision. Um, Figure out how things work and ask questions. And most people understand, you know what I mean, that you're new to it. So don't be embarrassed to, you know, ask for some game. You know, it should come to you. It should come to you easy. And if it's not, then you're around some suckers. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I think that's uh, – <laughs> I mean, that's the first That's the first place to start, man. Um, everything else kind of comes how you want it to come. You know what I mean? You'll, you're definitely going to get in what you uh, – get out what you put in. All right. And then um, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Man, right on. Thank you all. I appreciate you all, bro. I hope everybody is good. Um and making a way throughout this COVID thing. Uh, man, just be um, considerate. You know, everybody going through something. I think COVID is like uh, slowing everybody down enough to, to really grasp that reality. You know what I mean? Like to be considerate and, and, and mindful of others. You know what I'm saying? If we all treat each other better, then we'll all be in a better place, I feel like. And it's really just about that decision. The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by RapperTShirts.com, home of the official Poe Politicking merchandise. From face masks to tees and hoodies, order yours today.